Welcome back to season two of the Blunt Letters Podcast. What? What? We made it through <laughs> to season two, and we're here for you all year long. Ba, 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 ba. 22 2. We're still your hosts, Michaela Superstar and Electric. That hasn't changed one bit. Not at all. And we're happy that you're here with us. If this is your first season in season two, good for you for being a rebel. Good for you. Listen in reverse, like a time traveling freak. Good, good for, for her. her. I listened to podcasts that started before 2020, and then it's weird when they get to 2020, and they're like, well, these times are hard. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's 2022. It's yeah. hella funny. Times are hard. It's so true, though. Yeah, we're trying to make things a little bit better for everyone. Give you some laughs. Glad to be here. Another great season lies ahead. It's going to be so fun. We have some really cool new songs headed our way. If you've been watching our Instagram, Michaela Superstar has been posting some sweet songs from last year's. Sweet From season one. I was just trying to do background. (laughs) (laughs) I always do that. I'm not trying to interrupt you. I'm trying to do like background stuff. And then you just stop. And I'm like, um, Sorry. Well, I don't want to talk over you. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to be like, like, blah, 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 blah. you know, like radio shows have like background noises, effects and stuff. And I just try to be that. Like, Thank anyway, you. Sorry. Thank you. I didn't mean to interrupt. I appreciate you. Well, we've upgraded our technology. So now we're going to have two tracks. Two tracks. Is it is it still cool to say bangers? These songs are bangers. I don't know. I don't know. It reminds me of Bangers and Mash. And it's like, what's so That's cool what I thought. Is? Oh, my God. <laughs> these songs are bangers and mash. We bring the mash to these bangers. There's a preview. There's some stuff I'm working on. It's all in my head, see? <laughs> I've got it all written out. Dude, speaking of mash, mm. I made some mashed potatoes. And then I left them in the fridge. And I came back a week later from my trip, and I was like, oh, fuck. I opened the lid, and they were all bumpy. I was like, that's weird. I don't like that. You know what I'm talking about? Like, not, like, lumpy, like, potatoes. That's botulism. That's some botulism. Yeah, like, perfect circles. I was like, what mm, the mm, fuck? Mm, 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 mm. That's nasty. Threw it in the garbage. Good move. First garbage botulism throwout of 2022. Don't eat the botch. <laughs> Rule number one. My resolution. Don't eat botulism. <laughs> it's, life's hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's great advice. Yeah, I mean, PSA is all over the place today. I, uh, what are you drinking? I can hear your ice cubes. Why don't you talk about your drinking? Thank you. Uh, tonight. I'm I- losing my motor skills. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> already okay what are you thinking bombay bramble ringing in the new mm, year mm, this mm. is my first mm, drink mm, of 2022 because i what oh no i drink champagne at midnight but i was on medicines for my infection oh you're like an old lady already i know 2022 made me old but whatever i'm not on medication anymore because you know 
it ran out. So here I am drinking Bramble and Tangerine Seltza. <gasps> Shut the fucking door. <laughs> it's, it's shut. That is the door shutting. Sounds like a whip. I, too. <laughs> I, you could use your whip to close the door. Yeah. I, too, am drinking tangerine. What? That's crazy. And bramble? Uh, no. What do they have in there? I'm I'm drinking High Clear Castle oh. gin, which is a London dry gin. It is so smooth. It I can't even taste it. I can't even taste it. I can't taste it. I don't even know if there's gin in this. I made my sober uh whatever. What? Buddy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your pal. I made my took me a minute. My kind of boyfriend partner the closest thing i have to a boyfriend i made him drink some of this and he's sober not because he had a problem but because he just never drank before like he had he was telling the story how the one time he drank he got drunk on a wine cooler or something or a wine spritzer uh-huh. or some drink and he was like oh i felt great but he just like not interested he's just not interested in, in being intoxicated so but I made him try this drink because I was like, can you even taste alcohol? And then he was like, at first he's like, no. And then he's like, oh, at the end, it's kind of nasty. It's sharp. And I was like, yeah, but still. And he's like, yeah, that's crazy. Wow. So that's I, cool. I got him to take a sip. Mm-hmm. Corrupting the straight edge. He was kid. wasted. No, he's like 6'5 <laughs> and like 300 pounds of muscle. It's like that is not going to get him intoxicated at all. But apparently kissing me after I eat pad thai is enough to make his hands swell up from peanut allergy. So damn. There's another PSA for 2022. Apparently if your kissing partner is allergic to peanuts, do not eat peanuts at dinner cuz I guess that's enough. That's enough. At least I didn't give him a blowjob. Oh my gosh. <laughs> his nuts would have been full of nuts. Whoa. He would have nutted in the nut I don't know. There's a bunch of puns there, but like that's nuts on nuts on nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if his dick got all giant? Oh man. I mean. Oh my god. I mean, I. People I think they'd be like, "Oh, that sounds good," but it's like, no. You know, how are you gonna put your pants on? It would be dick itchy. Oh, itch dick. Because he was his hands were itchy and red. His dick would have he would have cried. He would have gone to the hospital if it was his penis that blew up. Yeah, hundred percent. Don't eat peanuts and suck a penis of someone who can't have peanuts. But you didn't know. I didn't know. I knew he didn't like peanuts. I didn't know it was an allergy. I don't even think he knew it was an allergy until his hands blew up and his lip got big. His lower lip got big and his hands got big. It was weird. It was a weird New Year's. He's like, sorry, I'm ruining your... Sorry, ruining your holiday. I was like, I don't give a fuck. My ho- my New Year's is Halloween. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm a witch. This means nothing to me. Like... It's just January 1st, a bunch of fucking white people. And not just the whites. People all over the world celebrate New Year's on this day. I'm just joking. I just meant, like, isn't it the white person calendar? Isn't it the Gregorian calendar, like, from... Ah, uh, you got me there. White people town. I'm just saying we don't follow, like, the lunar calendar, like, people in China. It's, like, it's a white people calendar. That's true. Yeah. They, they actually have, like, a New Year's list for all over the world, and it's, like... New Year's happens all year round to different cultures. So I just, I think of this as like the white people's New Year. Anyway, 
I'm white, I know, but, and witches are white, but whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. I don't celebrate it as a new year. I celebrate uh, Samhain as my new year. I got you. And like that time of year. It's just like, it's not like a day for me. It's like, what are you talking about? So I was like, don't worry about it. (laughs) I was like, don't worry about it, man. You're not ruining shit for me. It's funny to see you with big ass hands. It's like he had those Mickey Mouse hands. Yeah, he's like, this is, he's like, this is what I fear is having super fat hands. And I was like, you're so weird. What? Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be one of those fat guys with really big, fat, puffy hands, sausage fingers. And I was like, but you know, he has honestly incredibly beautiful hands. And so I could kind of see that. Like, he has really nice hands. I'm into hands and teeth. So I notice things like that, like more than other people. But he has really nice hands. So I could see him being upset about it. But he was like, oh, this is my nightmare. I don't want to have sausage fingers. Wow. And I was like, wow. You don't care about your belly. You don't care about if your butt got big, but you're pissed off if you got fat fingers. I was like, good. Okay. I'm not saying he's got a fat ass or anything. I'm just saying he doesn't care if you get dick out. <laughs> I'm not accusing him of being fat. I'm just saying that's what he cared about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not like a double chin or not like a back fat, like the back of your head fat, you know? Guys oh, that. yeah. I forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like long ass hair, though, so it doesn't matter. He's got super long dreads. <laughs> it's like he'll never see that neck fat and he's got a beard, so you'll never see his double chins. But he's like, if my hands get fat, you'll know I'm fat. And it's like, <laughs> okay. You know, stuff with your body, when your body doesn't look right, it's really hard. From illness, you know, like you're swollen. You had a swell face. I had a swollen face, yeah, because I had a tooth infection, which I have now cured with antibiotics, but, uh, you know, still in there. Science. Science. But my face was swollen for three days. Another PSA. What? If they want to give you a root canal... Don't do it, listeners. Just get that shit pulled out. Because you know the one procedure that all dentists don't do on themselves or get done to their face? Root canal. I got a root canal like a dummy. And now I have to have that same tooth pulled. See? Just pull it out. Pull it out. Don't let them talk you into some awful procedure like that. It's not worth it. You don't need that tooth. I guarantee you do not need whatever one tooth they have to pull out. (laughs) Well, I told them I want it pulled. I'm going to be different in 2022. Boneless. Ooh, boneless. <laughs> You're going to have bone loss. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they said to me. Then I said I didn't want a root canal. They said you'll suffer bone loss. And I was like, I'm fucking counting on it. <laughs> I was like, yes, absolutely 100 want you to lose that fucking rotten bone in my face. Yes, I will have bone loss and we will all rejoice. I was like, is this just something you say to stupid people? To convince them to spend $1,200 on something really painful. And they were like, um. Yes, because that's what I did. They really, they were really flabbergasted. People really don't want to do it. Well, your doctor didn't, they didn't say things like bone no, loss they didn't. They to didn't. you. But, um, yeah, it's pretty. They're talking to me like. It's pretty idiot. crummy. I'm just like, just fucking pull this tooth. But anyways, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about cool things like our upcoming segments. Opposites attract. Oh my god, yes. And the origin of Bing Bong. Okay. So stay tuned for those next segments. Mr. Macho's mustache cancer <laughs> center. 
Mr. Macho's mustache transfer center. We put the mmm in mustache. Have you ever had a mustache that's way overgrown? Or have you have you ever had a mustache that's undergrown? Like a little tiny wisp of grass in a giant field. Or a tiny earthworm crawling along the crust of the earth. Or the teeniest, tiniest little toothpick just resting on your lip. Or the bushiest caterpillar lawn clippings that anyone's ever seen. Does your mustache look like a cabbage? Does your mustache look like a comb with broken bristles? Does your mustache look like a tired, broken, old liquor cart empty with just snake oil and nothing more but broken dreams? Does your mustache look like a barren field in the great dust bowl of 35? Does your mustache look like crepes? Does your mustache look like a tiny line? Does your mustache look like the continent of South America? Does your mustache look like the 4th of July on a moonless night? Does your mustache look like three nipples? Does your mustache look like 45 jack-o'-lanterns? <laughs> Does your mustache look like a Christmas turkey? Does your mustache look like wet spaghetti? Does your mustache look like pop rocks? Does your mustache look like two snails fornicating? Mr. Macho's Mustache Transfer Center has you covered. Come on in and we'll transfer your mustache to somebody who really needs it and give you a mustache of your dreams. Even this mustache I found from the 1850s? Any mustache will do. You can twirl it, tweeze it, cut it, tweeze it. We got all the mustache things you need. really wants me to have a mustache, but I don't really have the time to grow one. Do I have to have a mustache to transfer to get it transferred onto my lip? Not a problem. If your lip is as hairless as your backside, you can have a mustache transferred to you today. We're talking about my backside. My wife? <laughs> Mr. Macho's Mustache Transfer Center. We put the mmm in MTC. Welcome back to the Blunt Letters. We're here with the continuation of episode one of season two. <laughs> Just in case you forgot what has happened. So I was talking to one of our guests. We had Krevin. Oh, we were talking about like Harry and Smooth. And I was like, oh, I like hairy people. And he was like, that's funny. I like smooth people. And I was like, oh, the opposites attract. Like, I'll like, you know. Yeah. I forgot her name, Paula Abdul. I was gonna call her Abdullah. <laughs> Abdullah. <laughs> so like I was like laughing with him and I was like, Well, if Paula Abdul is to be believed, the opposite of a hot choreographer is an animated horny cat. <laughs> that's right. And then we were like I was like, That's a weird opposite, right? And I was like, He is hairy and she's pretty smooth and I was like, Well, the hairy smooth hot choreographer could be either hairy or smooth, but not animated. I was like, what are these rules? They're both possibly horny. You know, like, I don't know. Sure. So then I started thinking of all these other opposites that were ridiculous like that. Because I was like, that's what the opposite was in that video? She was like, hmm. 
hmm, okay, so it's got to be opposite me, right? <laughs> and I'm like a hot little choreographer. And it's like, I know, a weird, lanky, dirty, horny cat. And it's like, what? <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't think that was her idea. I feel like she got forced into that. <laughs> I have no evidence, but I just don't believe it. Yeah. I was like, that's weird. I mean, is the opposite of a human a cat? I don't know. Let's mm. think about it. They're definitely, like, way Mm-mm. more <laughs> more faster than us. I'm just like, no. But they're bo- we're both mammals. It's like, I would think, like, a shark or something weird would be, or, like, an insect would be. Oh, like a fish? Yeah. <clears throat> something that can, like, I think on- a fish even more because we live on land versus the exactly. water. Exactly. Opposites But track. insects live on land. It should have been a dolphin yeah. with there with her. Oh, that's a mammal, too. Fuck. It should have been jellyfish. Opposites. That's spineless, crazy-ass ocean dweller. Fuck yeah. Barely alive. It should have been a jellyfish. It's like almost a plant. Yeah. Can't dance, you know? Can't live on land. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Anyway, um, but it got me thinking, and I was like, wasn't there, like, a candelabra in love with a feather duster? So I guess the opposite of a candelabra... (laughs) It's a feather duster. That's right. That's from Beauty and the Beast. The donkey and the dragon you talked about. There's donkey and dragons are on opposites from Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. Those two really made a go of it. They had all these babies that were like. That's not even possible. Anything's possible in the land of Shrek. I guess dragons, you don't know. They don't, they're not real. Neither are donkeys. There's, um, the, and then there's all, <laughs> there's a lot of cat. See, it seems like a lot of people think cats are the opposite because you have the horny skunk and the scared cat and that Peppy Le Pew shit. But that's the opposite of a skunk. Yeah, still not true. I think, like, again, a shark or something. But there's also the... I think a skunk is pretty similar to a cat. Actually, once I showed a picture of a skunk to my grandma and she said, is that a cat? So. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what that whole cartoon's based upon. So I, I call bullshit on that one. Though, oh, I was thinking of the X-Men and how the dude with laser beams, his opposite is a psychic hottie. Oh, yeah. Like Jean Grey. Jean Grey versus laser beam eyes. I'm like, all right, that's weird. Brains versus eyes. Brains versus looks. Why the... La- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like... Uh, why the last man it was like an escape artist and a CIA agent I'm like that one's pretty good I could see that yeah that tracks yeah that tracks opposites tracks yeah <laughs> uh, oh and the horn and <laughs> yeah and then uh, oh a squirrel and the sponge didn't like Spongebob like fall for some squirrel oh Spongebob and Sandy yeah see they're not really romantically linked but they are friends hmm oh i see close friends i never watched it but i thought maybe they were a couple they're close friends they seem like it they do okay. stuff together you know they go jellyfishing together and what about plankton and karen is that a computer or something yeah it's a computer and a plankton that that tracks it's like a single-celled organism and a computer that is <clears throat> that's pretty much the closest one we've come to truly opposites attract right that one I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, Plankton and Computer. Computer Karen. And like Short Bald Hunter and Giant Bunny and a Drag. Like that was like Looney Tunes all the way. Like Elmer Fudd was so in love with that giant rabbit in a dress. Only when he was in a dress though. Jessica Rabbit is a lady in a dress that people think is a rabbit till they see her. Or maybe that's not why they call her that. Right. She wasn't a rabbit. No, she's married to Ross. She was married to Ross. Roger Rabbit. 
Her last name is her name is Rabbit. I don't know if this cartoon is any indication it was Lady. I wonder what her maiden name was. <laughs> Person. Laddie. <laughs> That's what I just said. Yeah, her last name was Rabbit. She was married to Roger. That's a great movie. I love that movie. It's pretty amazing. Also liked Cool World, which was panned a lot, but I think it's great. Um, I just watched Cool World recently, and I thought it was cool if a little confusing. Like the story is all over the place but it's a cartoon so what do you want yeah well you know good enough for me anyway <clears throat> that was some that was all i could really think of those are pretty good i gotta say the plankton mm-hmm. and karen is really good yeah i mean right so i guess opposites attract harry bulb humans are capable of up to 11 watts of energy an hour when we exercise 400 when we just sitting around like a large <laughs> the average person expends 8.37 times 10 to the 6 power joules of energy per day. Watts. It's just joules per second, meaning the same as a 100 watt light bulb. So you're saying I have as much energy and heat as an easy bake oven in my armpit? I sure am. Do you find little to no time to heat your meals? Yes. What about me? I'm always on the go, and I'm sick of fast food. Do you wish you had a portable appliance that would heat soup, small meals, and snacks with little to no effort? Yeah! Well, holy fucking luck! We've invented the armpit oven, the dual-fold heating device fueled by your own body heat. You are the power plant. We have harnessed the energy of the body with the help of the nanotechnology and a holster. How does it work? Do you understand thermoelectrical energy generation? No. Science! Yay, science! Science rules! Just stick the slender yet high-capacity canisters under your armpit, securing our patented all-but-holster and weight. If you are in a hurry, just move your body as much as you can, and the armpit oven's technology will set that snag on high. Anything that raises your internal temperatures will work. Like Uh, watching porn? Sure, whatever works for you. Is it fast? In just 15 minutes, you'll have hot, delicious food right under your arms. That's not that fast. Listen, this is free energy cooking. This is science. Isn't that kind of gross? You're kind of gross. Listen to these testimonials and shut up. I love eating homemade chowder right from my pits. It's got that home warmed up smell. I had a candy bar in my car that was too hard for my teeth. In two minutes, while driving, it was ready to eat. My coffee got cold when I was on my way to work. So I put my cup in my armpit oven and heated it up by the time I was ready to punch in. It's not that efficient, but it's free. Everything tastes better when it's cooked with clean energy. You don't really need to buy it, because you already have it. But you should buy it. My wife makes the best grab cheese with her armpit oven. I like things lukewarm and damp. The extra saltiness from my personal human salt factory tastes delicious you are the spice rack in this world i love a hot melty sandwich with my soup from my armpit oven one arm soup one arm sandwich 
I am the power plant. Don't forget hot chocolate for those wintry Christmas days. I keep my marshmallows in my pocket. I didn't know where I'd heat up my yam casserole, but I got a nice toast on my marshmallows with the armpit oven. Order your armpit oven today. Comes in singles or duo. Friend, for a limited time, we'll throw in the panini insert for Chris. Melted paninis in minutes, right from your armpit. Rewind. Addendum. So I like to do a little research for this podcast. I like to be prepared a little bit. And so I did like my own list and then I went online and this is essentially how I found out about SpongeBob. I'm not going to lie. Uh, when I, I was like animated couples in love, but I made the mistake first because I was thinking more like I wanted more like Beauty and the Beast stuff, right? Like the plankton and the fucking computer or the candelabra and the feather fucker. But like <laughs> I put in inanimate objects in love and <laughs> let me tell you. It was a very interesting 15 minutes I had. I watched a video of this lady who is married to a chandelier. What? And watched... Yeah, I'm not even kidding. We'll link in the show notes. She's very happy. She was first um, in love with the Statue of Liberty. No, first her drum set, which I totally understand. Then the Statue of Liberty. Then this fucking chandelier. It's interesting uh she was like putting the crystals in her mouth and like cupping its little crystal balls and shit and like kissing it and i was like wow dude isn't it weird that they're both french the statue of liberty and chandelier objectivism mm-hmm. it's fucking weird um i mean i'm not trying to judge but it's pretty weird i mean it's subject objectism or something like that it's just like when dudes fall in love with like cars love dolls oh and stuff like that but like and i'm not saying it's more acceptable to fall in love with a sex doll but it kind of at least in a weird way makes more sense to me well it's designed for pleasure <laughs> the chandelier or a car which you're absolutely right people do have romantic relationships with their car their phone chandeliers blankets whatever you know good on you you're right they'll never leave you they'll never cheat on you probably i guess i don't know they might break but um oh my god how fucking tragic but you know what everyone dies so (laughs) it's just like so i just wanted to say like doing some research for this weird thing set me on this whole thing where i watched a bunch of people who are in love with objects on youtube so wow it was interesting and you know i wish sometimes so here's the other thing sometimes i i know i'm going way on these tangents i honestly do often wish in this covid time where i'm super lonely and super isolated and i'm not trying to make everyone feel bad for me like i'm still a white lady in america but i feel very sad and i am very isolated i really don't have anyone around me and all my interactions are like electronic essentially with all my love it's like unless i see omar like i said we hang out and i give him (coughs) giant swollen hands but other than that i don't see a lot of people so there's times when I'm almost like envious of these people who can find like deep romantic pleasure and satisfaction from inanimate objects. Like I was like, I wish I could fall in love with like my lamp or something. Like seriously, like how nice would that be? It'd be so convenient. If I was like, I'm good. How? I'm good. I fell in love with my Sharpie. You know, I fell in love with my fucking whatever. Fill in the blank. Done and done. Like that part of my life. What do you think you'd fall in love with? Oh, 
probably something shaped like a dick, knowing me, because, I mean, I still want to have sex with my partner. I was like, does that lady have sex with that chandelier? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It seems like it, from what you said. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I guess, what would I fall in love with? Um, maybe my my stuffed animals, you know, because they're so cute. I don't know. I really don't know. I can barely put myself in that position. But... Okay, it's but I'm like sometimes envious where I'm like I really could just fall in love with my maybe a plant of mine. I could see myself falling in love with a plant, like just talking to it so much. Oh, or AI. I could see myself if I had to really go off the deep end. Maybe I'd just be like her and fall in love with my phone or whatever, my Google Cast, because she does talk mm. to me already, all the time. Yeah, I was like we were talking about imaginary friends. I was like I wish I had an imaginary friend here with me. I wouldn't be so lonely. I don't care if they're real. If I could like actually visualize in front of me and trick myself into thinking I was having like a Tyler Durden, Brad Pitt best friend moment or like, you know what I'm saying? Like that would be fucking sweet, dude. I'd be so much less lonely if my brain could just play that trick on me and I could have like, like if you called me and I was like, how'd you get back to California so fast? You were just here. It's like (laughs) fucking cool. I don't care. That's the fucking matrix. It's like, who gives a shit if it's real? I still want the steak, right? I still want a friend. I don't care if it's a fake friend. Like, just bring it on, right? Dude, we're driving the matrix story. Like, this matrix is really... Maybe it's a hint to a segment that's coming up soon. (laughs) Goodness, sweetheart. Your hands look drier than asphalt in the desert. I thought you were using pizza gloves. I was, but then I started the carnivore diet, and I don't want to absorb extra carbs through my skin. Haven't you heard? There's a new and improved line of pizza glove products, including a pepperoni (gasps) oil option from for meat-loving, gluten-hating freaks like you. No way! That's great. They even invented a calzone pizza sock for something to eat and soft, silky feet. That's great, because my feet are as dry as barnacles on a baked ham. It's true. I've seen them. (laughs) Then you'll especially love the garlic knot toes. Extra greasy. You'll be so smooth, honey. Oh, I can't wait to suck the cheese out of my own toes. Of course, they still sell original pizza glove made with extra virgin olive oil, now with cheese-stuffed fingers. Oh, I can't wait till I get that cheese in my mouth. I'm going to eat those fingers one at a time. Welcome back to the Blunt Letters. So I just wanted to comment on a meme that has been rising in popularity over the last couple of weeks which is the bing bong meme and Michaela hasn't even heard of it so it's not that pops but that's oh because i got my fingers on the pulse (laughs) of what's cool let me tell you i think of you as someone who's cool three months from 47 i know all the cool stuff the kids are doing these days (laughs) yes sorry you're right i should i created bing bong as we'll get to in 10 seconds 10 9 8 7 7 5 4 3 2 1 yeah so back in the day michaela used to say bing bong all the time and when i say back in the day i mean 2006 or no 2008 probably eight yeah we thought about it we were like 2007 eight bing bong Bong. that was the exact tone bing bong used to say it at work all the time all the time i still do it's been my thing 
It's like it's a it's an everything word. It's like when you're sick of talking because I was a manager a lot. So I'd be like, you know, like sweep the shit, pick up the mats, bing bong. Let's get out of here. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, bing bong. It's like fill in the blanks. Bing bong, bing, bing bong. And it was also my text, my text tone back when you could record it because on my first phone. I can't do it on my new fucking Apple phone. I really wish I could. You can't do it very much on any phone anymore. People can't, used to be able to record your own ringtones. That was a cool time. Yeah, it was I great. I loved that. Bring that app. Oh, shh, don't tell anyone. We'll make that app and we'll sell it for a million dollars. <laughs> Shit, what are we, stupid? Yeah. There's probably an app for it and we're just old. So anyway, hit us up in our DMs and tell us what app that is. But at the point being, <laughs> there was a time when my text tone was bing bong. And people were like, first of all, would be like, where the fuck did you find that? And I was like, that's just me recording onto my phone. Like, I was like, you can't. And they were like, yeah, right. And I was like, where do you think I found this elusive bing bong, bing bong notification? I was like, don't you recognize me? So then within our circle of friends because they would hear me they would hear my text thing go off all the time because i'm also very hard of hearing so most people know to text me and not call me so you can imagine all day my phone is like bing bong bing bong bing bong bing bong and they were just like turn your fucking bing bong off so the bing bong sort of became synonymous with texting as well so it became like i'll bing bong you later to like strangers that sounded very odd but like to us it made us laugh right so you'd be like i'll bing bong you later Still makes me laugh, dude. I'll bing bong you later. And it's like people would be laughing and be like, yeah, like it's not what you think. So, yes, I just you're right. You brought this to my attention. And we have bird bird person 666 who was on can attest to this. He still says bing bong. That was hilarious. He loved it. Dude. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great saying. I'm not surprised it's catching on again. But this meme takes place in New York. What? Where? We used to live. Uh-huh. And I know. he used to say bing bong to people all, all the time. All the time. So I I kinda have this feeling and I have no evidence whatsoever. But like I have this feeling that like maybe somebody heard you say that, thought it was fucking funny, started saying it all over town, and then got recorded and became a meme. I imagine it's some because here's the thing, I'm a barista by trade a lot of most of my life now, and I see the same people every fucking day. So there's a good chance that somebody heard me say bing bong like literally 365 times in their life. (laughs) You know, like they're just like that fucking bing bong. That's how it gets me every time. And then they just start doing it. Right. That's how it happened to all of us. We all started saying it because it was funny. And for the record, this isn't the first time we think that this might have happened because not to be fucking weird up until this awful time where I'm stuck in this bullshit bumfuck town of Connecticut. I lived in like San Francisco, Oakland, worked in Berkeley, big places where people did things right that are creative. Sayings caught on, you know, sayings caught on. There's a lot of people. Right. And New York City and Boston. So like there's been times in our lives where we've also thought someone was listening like with fucking yotter mm-hmm. otter remember yeah yotter otter we had a, i was doing a whole thing about it we had an opera about a yada otter opera about a yada otter opera like and then it shows up what um, like six months later a year later like what the fuck right on parks and rec that's weird shark farts shark farts selling t-shirts hats all this shit we are merchandise with shark farts what a year later it's on once again 30 rock same friend zone 
same friends. I, I wonder if somebody knows those writers or something. That's what I'm saying. Then you find out, oh, some of our favorite comedians are from Berkeley. Huh. Interesting. Mm. Do they write for these people? Did they see someone wearing a shark's farts hat, potentially? That's what I'm saying. We sold those shits all over San Jose, Oakland. People were walking around with shark fart t-shirts, shark fart hats. And that drawing is hilarious. Also, DM us for a shark farts hat, shark farts t-shirt, or shark farts merchandise at the blunt letters. I still have the silk screen. I really do. I found it the other day. And the shifty-eyed panda. These are collectibles, basically, at this point. Hey, if you guys want it, DM me. I will, I will make you a t-shirt for 20 bucks. Well... Back to the bing bong story. The story of the bing bong goes that this guy started saying it, like I said, not too long ago in New York. And now it's caught on and become like a thing that people say at like basketball games and stuff. I can't even. First punk rock and now this. They're just stealing everything about my life. Jocks make everything popular. Knicks, the New York Knicks. Bing bong chant has taken over the Knicks, a basketball fandom. The origins chant start with a couple of NYU students. Whoa, oh, that's from the New see? York Post. It's these fucking students. They love me. The young people, they love me. You know what, though? I always wanted to be a trendsetter, and this is what happens to trendsetters. It's not like you get credit. I guess so. Like, who who created Booyah? Do we really know? Do we really know? So here's the Bing Bong song. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Good job. Uh, it's not a song. It's just a little interaction. Here, listen to this guy. See what I mean? That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So either people are copying me or I am the zeitgeist, which is part of some zeitgeist of Bing Bong that happened for the last 12 years, 15 years, whatever. You know, what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to come up with another phrase Go to New York, and then we'll sit here and track it and see how long it takes. Fuck. What am I, a machine? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure the person came with booyah. I never came up with anything good ever again. They came up with drop it like it's hot. Are you you serious? Oh, my God. You looked like you were looking at your phone, like you Googled it. I was about to freak the (laughs) fuck out, and I was like, all right, I'll work on it. I'll work on this. Bing, bang. Bing, bang. Bing, bong, bing. Nope. Fuck. I'll never get it. No. That was Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg actually has had a couple of things like that. Like, I got five on it. Or fish schnizzle. All the schnizzles. All the izzle, bizzle, diddle, bizzles. It's like, this is just his own. He created his own language. How fucking cool. Listen, Snoop Dogg, you better be our best friend. Have a smoke off. Sponsor this goddamn podcast. Dude, dream guest would be Snoop Dogg. One day. Why didn't Kendrick Lamar get a Nobel Prize or Poet Laureate or whatever the hell he won, but not someone who created their whole entire language just to say shizzle, a snizzle, to go to Sizzler? Mmm. Mmm. That's brilliant. Bing bong. (laughs) Bing bong, that's brilliant. In a world where snakes get real big, from the makers of Tarantula Tornado, there's a real big snake down there. Oh, okay. They ignored her research. I told you! Why didn't you listen? You seem drunk. I'm always drunk. And I'm always right. She was right. There's a real big snake down there. They've taken over the entire town. I mean, 
What? Is I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to assume their gender. They are singular. Oh. 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 That makes sense. So there's just one. There's just I'm, one real big snake. Okay. I'm tired of these real big snakes in this tiny drain. I, I, I think I saw it, but I'm not sure. I saw a real big snake over there. <gasps> hey, y'all seen a snake over here? Oh, no! Explosions. Find large snake stock footage. Explosions and cars flipping. I just want to make it clear that I'm not... I just want to make it clear that I'm not assuming their gender. No, we get it. I mean, you don't know about snake dicks. We get it. Who does? <laughs> I do! Why don't you understand? I'm a reptile scientist. I'm drunk, and I told you about snakes. Rated S for snakes. Their gender. Let's get into the fucking Matrix Resurrection. My first thing I want to say about it is I don't like the Matrix series in general because I don't like action movies. And this movie has a lot of action. So if you like action, you'll really like it. Man. You better go into that D-Box situation with some trepidation, though. I was jiggling all over the place. I saw this in, I don't, it's called different things, but this was called D-Box at um, Cinema or whatever the fuck it is. Um, The seats that jiggle around and shit. Now, Omar said that he's been to shit, but he lives in New York City where they like put a misting of water on you if it's raining, if there's wind. So like I got off easy. I knew that this would make me have an upset tummy and to be full on honest with the fucking listeners after getting shook around during the Matrix, I totally had the shits, but kind of worth it because it was hilarious and I laughed a lot getting the D-Box situation. A lot of it was just shaking it was just shaking my tits half the time and that was cracking me up. It would be like a machine gun going off and my boobs are just like <laughs> bouncing and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And we're laughing and I was like, this is taking me out of the movie. I think I almost choked on my popcorn like twice during a fucking fight scene. But if you see it in general, just be prepared that the, the full D-Box situation is going to be crazy because there is a lot. I can't believe it's called D-Box. I know. It's kind of amazing. Uh, but it is action-packed, like you said. I felt it. I felt it in my stomach. I totally shit myself after that movie. But, man, it was good. Like, I know there's haters, and I don't hate much more than I hate haters on sci-fi. It's like, first of all, you fucks, what do you want? It's science fiction. Second of all, have a little whimsy, okay? All right, can we just have a little bit of like this is great this is fun how many movies bring this kind of fucking exciting shit to the screen really so anyway i really enjoyed it i am a fan of the matrix i am a deep like yeah i'm one of those people it's all in like i don't care like i fucking love the matrix i love the wachowski siblings like i love their story i love their journey there's one film of theirs I really don't like, but most of the time I actually really enjoy their films. Like, Do you think that this is the last Matrix movie they're going to make? Yes. Because I'm a nerd, I have obviously was obsessed with this coming out, and there is no plans 
in the future for another Matrix. Why do you think they did this one? Well, I am so glad you asked because I went in and I read a lot of dumb shit and a lot of really smart shit. And then I went right to the source, Lana Wachowski herself. So the creator, genius, co-creator, because she also um, made this movie with her sister, which first of all, can I just say, anytime a woman is directing a fucking science fiction movie, I am so down, right? Or horror. I'm going to give you a lot of leeway. I don't even have to because you're a fucking genius. Like this woman has been a genius since Matrix number one. Her and her sister created a whole fucking sensation. This, these two women took the genre, turned it on its head, created cameras just to film the scenes they had in their minds from their love of manga and anime and action films and all this shit they revolutionized science fiction and every fucking movie that has come after the matrix one was influenced like it, it's like you could never turn back it was one of those movies i don't give a fuck what you think i don't care if you liked it it changed everything it's like the beatles i don't really love the beatles but i acknowledge they changed shit right like it happened sure so it's like they are fucking amazing and they're two fucking women doing it. Like that's fucking awesome. So I'm already like, and then if you see Lana, she's like my dream girl. It's like, holy shit. Like uber goth, futuristic, crazy ass, beautiful pink hair. And sh- I'm like, I'm sold. Like, I just want to be your girlfriend or whatever. It's probably not even gay. I don't know, but whatever. So I'm already in love with her. And like, I'm already in love with this whole thing because I just, I'm a sci-fi nerd feminist whatever and yeah i realized that lana didn't identify yet as a woman until after but whatever i don't care she was obviously still a woman when she made the first matrix so i don't care a woman made the matrix fucking deal with it so with all that i went into this like super excited and not not at all pessimistic and not at all thinking it's a cash grab and i was absolutely fucking right she did not go into this as a cash grab. She had been being begged for years to come back with the fucking fourth movie. For years. They even opt, they, like, that's what that whole thing is, too, when they bring it up and it's all meta and they're talking about, like, the optioning of these fucking, this intellectual property that she wasn't ready. She's like, I don't want to just throw out a shitty movie. Like, I want this to make sense. So she didn't do anything for 20 fucking years. She doesn't need cash. She doesn't need your money. She's a fucking millionaire. So like she came back into this, in her words, to process some grief and she needed these people around to heal because of her parents' death. Like she was like, I want a safe space of something I created, this world I love, these people I grew to love to help me through grief. And it's like so obvious, right? When you know that. And then talked about like Rembrandt and how his life was like falling apart and his like, I think his wife died and his kids died. Like all this shit happened to Rembrandt. And then what he does is like go and do one of his best like self-portraits of all time as like John the Baptist or whatever. So I was like doing art to just keep going. Like that's what you do to go through grief. And I was like, that's so fucking amazing. And like so many people gave this movie shit and it's like, the mistake that a lot of people make with the matrix is thinking that because it's science fiction and because it's popular, it's not high art and it has no thought behind it, but it totally does. Like it's such a brilliant fucking idea. It's such, and it's so thick with symbolism. It's like, I don't know. Like this isn't just a fucking like 
bullshit script full of nothing like this is really deep it doesn't matter if it's part of our pop culture it doesn't matter if it's an action movie like it's a really fucking deep movie and you can see the director and the creator moving through her grief with this by bringing her family back together and she like literally like rebirths her family yeah right she brings neo and trinity back she's like holy shit i can't live without you guys like i need you right now I'm going to bring you back to life. Like, how beautiful is that to be an artist and then to be so meta to say it as an artist? Like, I love my art so much. I need that reality again. I need to I need to grasp onto this matrix again. I need to take the red pill again to feel whole. Like, that's fucking awesome. And to share that with us. It's like, that's not a fucking gimmick. Like, that's fucking art. Like, that's cool as shit. You know, do you know what was like trippy in the matrix? This one? It's like they Neo guy is like, it's all in my head. It's all in my head. And it's like everything is or even if it's in your head, like it doesn't make it less real. And like that whole like trip was really interesting while he was like freaking out about like whether or not it was all happening or if it was just like a like and the like gaslighting of that character by um, Neil Patrick Harris was so good in that movie that made me it's like he's such a good choice for neil patrick harris as that part because he's like beloved plays no but he plays evil really well like he plays bad guys really well he plays the like Mm -hmm. misdirect Mm -hmm. you know yeah so it was really cool that part of it but you know the thing that i i kind of was like confused about because i haven't watched all the matrixes and like it was like always high stakes like there wasn't any like for me crescendo of action like it was just action-packed the whole time so it seemed like abrupt to me when it ended yeah <clears throat> i understand that and that's i think that's just because you've been conditioned to what an action movie is supposed to be and i think a lot of people were disappointed with that right and it's like that's not what this movie is about you know what i'm saying like there was action in it but it's like can they were like can you fly and he was like nope like, that was perfect. Like, it was so funny, right? And I love that, like, she talks about, like, how so many people after The Matrix came out imitated her and imitated the style. And, like, it really changed the face of science fiction forever. And she came back and was like, well, I can't imitate myself. What, am I supposed to just make a movie that I, made, like, rip myself off? And that's why I love that she, like, brought these scenes, these, like, iconic scenes back and was like, yeah, that's me. Just to remind you assholes out there, that was me. Yeah. That was me. And that's great. Mm -hmm. And like using it as a memory, which I actually thought was brilliant. Like, I don't know. I think this movie is amazing. Like, yeah, that was like a lot of intercutting between the previous action and the current action. Yeah. Yeah. Memory, Mm -hmm. rebirth, eternal love, like these themes that are like, again, very tied to her parents dying a month within with apart from each other. It's like. I don't know. I could see it being a really healing process. And it was really cool to see these people older and still kicking ass and still being like inspiring and like, I don't know, like repackaging nostalgia. That's like a really interesting idea to me. It's like, I want to give you what you want, but I'm not going to just hand it over to you without my personal artistic experience of what the matrix was like i don't know i just don't know why i was panned so poorly like i think this is phenomenally done like talking essentially talking about herself with this neo character like having to do these things with the video game and then i love that like again i don't know 
I don't know, but like it seemed to me that it was definitely some sort of symbolism, at least to me, that Neo then essentially transferred, not transferred, but like inspired Trinity, the female character, because it's all about binary. They actually literally put the word binary in there for you. And like, he's a boy, she's a girl, blah, blah, blah. But at the end, the one becomes sort of both of them. Like there is no binary. It's both of them together, right? And he inspires Trinity to become the woman she should always be. And I can't help but think that Neo was the male inflicted part of Lana's life telling her actual female self to like, go ahead, be the fucking one, you know, like you are the one we are like, there's no binary. Like it's us. Yeah. It's whatever. Right. It's like, that's fucking awesome. It seemed like it was her. Like I thought it was her. I didn't think it was both of them together when I watched it. I just feel like it's a melding of gen. It's like saying like gender is irrelevant. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just like or like that gender is all things like it is male and it's female on every scale, like gray, black, white, whatever. It's like I like that they sort of are holding hands together at the end. And I can't help again. Like, I don't know, but it seems like a metaphor for like a cis male person being born into this world, being able to hold hands with the person he really is. Yeah. And they're both more powerful together that part I got. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, that's so cool. And I, I don't know how you can watch this movie not understanding the director's point of view. And the creator. It's not just the director. It's the creator of all this. Yeah, I think that's really informing my opinion of it now, too. Because it's like, I didn't really understand it. I didn't watch the, like, Matrix's previous. And I didn't... Right, that's a hindrance for sure. And I didn't know that, like, this had even... I didn't know anything about the director whatsoever. So this is really, like, informing my experience of watching it now. Like, it makes me want to watch it again. And watch all of them. I mean, they're fucking great. People... It's like you make the most revolutionary sci-fi movie in years, and then everyone expects you to be God for the rest of your life. And it's like, fuck you. These movies are great. You know, I really appreciated the world building of it like just from a like stylized view of things like i really liked the robots and the spaceships and the city the hidden cities and all that kind of stuff like i was really into the robots and i like old neo he's hot oh yeah I fucking aged mm, neo i love it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that beard i love it i love it because he's my it's like i don't know because i'm not a pedophile i'm just like hell yes i like trinity trinity was hotter i was like hell yeah to me, he just looks goofy. Really? Yeah. I think Keanu Reeves is kind of goofy, yeah. He's in his 50s. He's like 54 years old. It's like he looks beautiful for... Like, listen. Look, think, listen back to the Tinder fucking thing I told you about. <laughs> Men already look... Ba- like, they do not look like Keanu Reeves in their 50s most of the time, all right? That's true. He's an exceptional man. He's, I like it. I like it, all right? He's an age-appropriate man I can lust over. And Trinity, too. I, I, you know, she's a, little, she's, a bit, she's a bit thin for me, but she's still beautiful. I just would probably try to get her to eat a whole bunch of, like, cheese sandwiches and, like, ice cream with me, you know? <laughs> I'd, <fat her>. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, here not. You don't got to be skinny no more. There's a lot of uh, older people in this cast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I like that. It's like, that's fucking cool, you know? So... I don't know. I, a lot of people didn't like it, but I think they're haters, and I'd love to see the screenplay they write. 
<laughs> you know, like that's what's so funny. Like you watch all these people online shitting on stuff, and it's like, well, where the fuck is your movie? Where the fuck is your like revolutionary screenplay, right? Like that's gonna change everything. Like fuck you, assholes. And it's mostly white men crying about shit. It's like fuck you. Like uh, nobody cares. Like time's up, dude. Nobody cares what you think anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Who needs to hear that. It's only other shitty white men listening to your fucking complaints, right? So it's like. Well, people all over the world are watching this movie, so that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I like the new Morpheus. I thought that was super clever and super cool. And I love that actor. He was, like, from Candyman, right? Like, love that guy. Oh, yeah, you were just talking about him last year. Yep. Uh-huh. Fucking great. Great cast. Loved it all around. I don't know. Whatever. People Good don't. stuff. Watch Matrix. Resurrection. Watch all the Matrixes. It's so fun. It's so great. And like, yeah, just be a little deep, will ya? Like, give it a minute, you know? Let's sink in. What's it trying to tell ya? Ever wonder what the beatniks crave more than freeform prose and heroin? Do you want your snacks literary themed and far out? Then we have the fix you've been chasing. William S. Churros! Sweet, thick cream pouring from a long ribbed morsel. Phallic shaped churros filled with our patented mugwump juice. William S. Churros is going on the phone and she sent it back in the mail. They have been in the place and they are very nice to have them for the kids. They were going on the back porch lol, so we didn't think it would have been funny to see it all day. <laughs> William S. Churros and I have been here in the last few years since while well, had a couple of years of this week to see how it is now on my end. And last night, that we were in our own room and had a lot to go through. William S. Churros is ready to, for a meeting at noontime. So look for William S. Churros on your next hunt for something addictive. Available only through drbenway.com. Thanks for listening to The Blunt Letters. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify to stay up to date on all our newest episodes. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Blunt Letters. And remember to check our story for our survey says and original mind-blowing memes. Also on YouTube for cartoons and videos so you can see our pretty faces. Oh, also zines and books on... Amazon. Amazon. Click the link in the show notes. Bye-bye.